0: This is Pastor Flosser, and you're getting ready to listen to the preached Word of God taken directly from one of our services at Faith and Truth Assembly in Thomasville, Pennsylvania. We hope it is a blessing to you, and if you could take some time and just go over to the Contact Us tab on this website and send us a little message. Let us know if there's any questions we can answer, any prayer requests we can bring before the Lord on your behalf. We want to help you in any way we can. God bless you, and enjoy the Word. Acts 20. How about if we just read the first verse here of uh, of my text, which is verse 26, and, uh, and we'll let you be seated. Acts 20, verse 26. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. God bless you. You can be seated. God is good to us. Amen. Paul is... Gathering together some of the elders in this area. He is not what you would say on a missionary journey. He's on his last journey. He's going to be, um, imprisoned and beheaded for the gospel. He knows it. It's not a mystery to him. His friends tell him just stop. We love you. We don't want to see you go. And he says that these things don't move me. I'm bound in my spirit to go and fulfill what God has for me. I fought a good fight, he says, at the end of his journey. I finished my course. God's got a journey for you. God's got a course for you to take. You need to do all you can to listen and pay attention and obey God so that you can say, I fought a good fight and finished my course. Amen. Amen don't come short of what god has called you god's got something special for you god's got something for you to do right where he's called you listen and pay attention to god amen as i don't want to get off track here but i have something in notes that i'm going to was thinking to preach down the road but but we talk about David and how he said, I'm going to build a house and I'm going to do something for God. And God came in and said, no, that's for your son to do. You know, God wasn't penalizing David for something. When I first read that years ago, I thought, you know what? The Bible says that he says, no, you're a man who shed a lot of blood. You're not going to do this. But it wasn't him being held back because he did something wrong. It was just David. This is for you to do. You're a warrior. But the building is for your son. And he was good with that. God's got something for you to do. God's got, don't, don't feel bad because, oh, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, a song leader. Whatever it might be, let God use you. There's something special for you to do. Too often, very gifted people get themselves looking at other folks and, and where they're driving their life and saying, oh, that's what I want. The grass is always greener, you know. Praise the Lord. I, I ought to be doing that. That's more important than who I am. But God's got something for you that nobody can do like you can. Let God use you. Amen. Paul is telling these people, I'm, I'm getting ready to be offered unto the Lord. But, but he gives kind of a, a, a last you know, delivery of his heart to these good men uh, and these people that he loves dearly. And he says to them, I'm basically, he begins and says, my my uh, conscience is clear. I'm pure of the blood of all men. I, I've I've given you everything I know to give you to be blessed. I've told you everything I can tell you on how to be a child of God and be saved and be prosperous in the things of God. Look what he says. Wherefore, I take, to you record, take you to record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. i have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I have done my very best, he says, to give you all the counsel of God. Not just my candy stick. Not just what I like, but I've told you everything you need that pertains unto life and godliness. It is important for ministry, praise God, to have that kind of testimony that can say, I know that you can be saved by what I've told you. That you can be blessed. That you can make it if you're listening and pay attention to God. You can get, have everything God wants you to have. Amen. But he goes on and says that I want you to take heed. Somebody say beware. This goes so, so hand in hand with what we're going to be looking at Wednesday night. So, Uh, Let that just sink into your heart so that that can enrich the Bible study Wednesday night. But he says, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Now, this is this is uh, to some ministry he's talking to take heed to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased. With his own blood. Isn't that good? There's so much there. We don't want to get hung up too much here. But let's look at this and understand. That the Bible says. Now you need to take heed to yourselves. Make sure you are fulfilling the place that God's put you. He's telling them as overseers. To feed the church of God. So important that the church is nourished. So important that good worship. Good Bible teaching, good presence of the Lord, that it's not shallow. Amen? Amen. Shallow worship, shallow preaching, preaching that doesn't enrich our lives and challenge us like brother was testifying tonight, preaching that doesn't, doesn't get us reaching higher and digging deeper. That, that's not gonna get us where we need to go. But he tells them that God's put you in a place to feed the church that he purchased with his own blood. How many know that's a one God scripture? His own blood. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Amen. Amen. That God took on a, a body and dwelt fully humanity and gave his own blood, God in the flesh. Amen. But look what he says here in verse 29 For I know this, that after my departing, Shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock? Give you a little bit of uh, appetizer for Wednesday night. The Bible talks about the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy, talks about the hireling that is not watching the flock with a heart of ministry. Now, here the Bible talks about false teachers being wolves. I think we talked about this in a Bible study recently, how the wolf comes hungry not to minister, not to give to the flock, but to take from the flock. They don't see a a need there to be led, to be ministered, to be strengthened, to be nurtured. They see lamb chops. They see a meal. Amen? Amen the Bible says that false teachers will come. This is something that is very real. You might not think of this ever. I think about this constantly. I see preachers and pastors that reach for people. And I see the pride. I see not so much even those that are wanting uh, offerings and tithes. But I see a deeper, more evil need, really, in a lot of ministry. The need for attention, the need for validation, the need for disciples to make them feel important. They're going to be sorely disappointed, but the fact of the matter is, when you're trying to minister, saying you're ministering to people, but really you're trying to get response, you're trying to get validation, and trying to get people to make you feel like you're important, like you're right you're taking from the flock when you're supposed to be giving. Amen. That's not the heart of a preacher. The Bible talks about parents. They they lay up for their children. It's not the other way around. And that's an idea of ministry. It's not about about hey, I I I got I got people to give to. No, no, no. The preacher is a minister, a giver. Amen. Somebody's trying to build up and strengthen. Hallelujah. There are times when Paul in the, and, and I, I struggle with this. I, was, I remember praying at the church a very specific time once that God helped me see that there's times where, where Paul himself had to say, I speak as a fool, and, and he, he built himself up, so to speak, but it was only to let people know, hey, you need to have confidence here because I want to feed you. You can't just keep pulling away when I'm trying to give you what you need to have to be saved. And I really struggled and I said, God, I, I don't want to get in there and talk about me. I want to talk about you. And, and, and I brought my, my heart and my mind went back to Paul saying, I, I've got to speak as a fool. But, but listen, I'm trying to help you. And there's others that are trying to make merchandise of you. The Bible says after I depart. After my death. Interesting, if I can say this to you, I, I, I prayed about this today thinking, Lord, oh, I want the church to be strong, not based on Melvin Flosser, but if I would be taken off, off the scene tomorrow, that everybody would still love this truth as much as they did, whether whether it was me or, or someone else. I, The health of the church is not based on the personality in the pulpit. We're here to honor God and follow God. And, and it's my my heart's desire for longevity of the church until... He He said, after my departing, the devil's going to see that opportunity. Paul's going to leave, and there's going to be a time for the enemy to come in like a flood. Grievous wolves are going to enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. It's pretty serious stuff, isn't it? Therefore, because of these grievous wolves and because of even of your own selves, men are going to rise and speak perverse things. Therefore, watch. That word watch is a whole lot more than just be careful to keep your eyes open and be vigilant. The, the idea of the watch, if you'll remember, it was like a guard that would stay up night, the night. The, the ninth hour and the, the watch was the one that would, would be up all night guarding something. So not only is it be aware, but be awake, stay focused, don't fall asleep when these things happen spiritually with me. Amen. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn every one of you night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. Ultimately, The Bible talks about obeying them that have the rule over you, submitting yourselves for they watch for your soul because they have to give an account unto the Lord. They want to be able to do that with joy. Well, you know that's in the Bible, right? The preacher wants to be able to say, oh, yeah, they were faithful. They were faithful. Uh, God, they, they were real. Amen. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says that I commend you to God ultimately again. It's not because of who your parents are. It's not because of who your parents are. You are commended to God. You are going to have to make your own calling and election sure. Paul says, I commend you to God. I've told you what you need to hear. I've given you what you need to do. Whether you obey or not, whether you fall by the wayside, there's going to be wolves come. You be armed against that. There's going to be those rise up, speak perverse things. You're going to have to have a walk with God that you can withstand those things. Amen. And be commended to God. But the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance unto all them which are sanctified. He said, I coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. He was not in the ministry with a heart of greed, looking for financial gain. Far be it. Praise God. Verse 34. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things. How so that laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed, With them all. I want to take this time. Sunday nights, the last two weeks, we preached about after church. Remember? We talked about prayer two weeks ago. We talked about the Bible and its place in our lives after church last week. But I felt this very strongly in my spirit. And we are looking here at verses 35, verse 35 a little bit closer. But I recognize that. This topic, it's challenging to us, and it's hard for us to really get a hold of it as strongly as we need to. But I'm praying that God will help us really receive something from the Word of God. He said, I've showed you all things How that's so laboring you ought to support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I want to talk about the weak. I want to talk about the weak that are around us, not just in church, but in this community. We're living in the end times. We know that. And if we're not careful, our focus can be on all the indicators that things are going south quickly. There are so many just obvious perversions, people that do not have Respect for the things of God, for righteousness. It's been torn down everywhere we look. Can anybody say amen? We look at people, and I, I make no excuse for sin and unrighteousness and perversion, but honestly, this nation that we live in, if you look at the family, you look at the home, families are are far from what God ever intended them to be. You have fractured families. You've got, got uh, so much divorce, so much uh, living together, so much infidelity. You've got children that are being raised by television and Internet. They're not, l- they're not learning righteous values. They're not learning, praise God, what it means to be a godly husband or a godly wife. They're growing up in this world and they've been hurt by mothers. They've been hurt by fathers, deadbeats and rejects and people who have abandoned them or even abused them. They're growing up in this world hurt, twisted up in their hearts. They don't know, hallelujah, how to treat The opposite sex with respect. They don't know how to respect their own selves. What they see on television, the pornography that they see so prevalent on the Internet has warped their minds to understand what it means to respect and honor. Amen. And ultimately they don't know what it means to have a good relationship, a home that that respects. They've they've been hurt by men and they've been hurt and and shown horrible examples online and on 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 television and in the movies and and in that they 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 they, they see men and they they don't know how to deal with that and and men the same way with with ladies don't know how to respect and honor hallelujah a, a, a woman it's so much of it is just impossible to even preach in a mixed congregation, but conversations I've had even with my own children about the things that are just just put out there in front of everybody that's just, just lewd and disrespectful, dishonoring, but ultimately not only are young people set up for failure, set up for not only divorce, for, for, for just mistrust and hurt, ultimately They're set up to mistrust God because godly parents are going to instill in children growing up a stability that they're going to say that's because of what God's done in our life. Godly parents are going to instill something in their children that they're going to see the fruit of a holy God and say, I know there's a God. I've seen it in my home. And young people grow up and and they don't believe in that God that they've never seen. They can't trust a God when all they know of Father, all they know of stability is instability. They don't know what faithfulness is. They don't know what reliability is. And, and, and all they know is what Hollywood has shown them. And, and again, the Internet and the things that, that have twisted and warped young minds. Amen. Praise God. They're set up for Failure. Set up for anxiety, set up to not know what it means to have a foundation under you. To know that there's a God that no matter what you're going through, it's going to be all right. God's for us who can be against us. They, they can never feel that. And in this world, praise God, when things do go bad, it it's, can be very scary if you don't know that God is there by your side. We're looking at these folks that have come up and set up for failure, come up with just warped, warped values. Young people that, that, that have almost no conscience it seems sometimes and now they've grown up and, and, and they're adults and, and people that just seem like they, they don't know how to love, they don't know how to care, they don't know how to have a heart. And we see this in this world, and we think, Lord, come quickly. That's the world we're in. And here we are. We've got our battles. Amen? Anybody got battles? We're trying to be saved. We're up against a lot. And you know what? We don't want, we don't want more problems. And sometimes I've, I've had conversations with, with people, ministry. Nobody that we would consider close friends of the church, but I've seen people already kind of get into a mode that it's almost like a business mentality. You're looking for the brightest. You're looking for the best. You're looking for people who are going to take this company forward. I've had people early on in my ministry here tell me, don't spend so much time in the nursing home. They'll never help us. Oh, it tears my heart. All that they have put into life and all they put into... And they'll never help us. That's not why I go to a nursing home and sing to them and minister to them. And we can look out the door and look down the street and around this community and say, well, I don't know if I want to spend a lot of time reaching for those people because they'll never be a blessing to the church. Can I tell you that... uh, the day we're living in, this is what this is the fields that we are we are sowing and we're laboring in, so to speak. This is the, the day and age that God has placed us in. And in the midst of our battles that we have internally, whether it's church battles, family battles, or just battles that we have right here with our own selves, we're we're in fights for. Like I told you, even as a pastor, I'm in fight for my soul as much as anybody else is. But we cannot have the mentality of a lot of churches that say, you know what, I'm going to try to pick and choose who I'm going to love and who I'm going to try to reach for and spend my time with because they are people that can help me and they are people that can help. That's not ministry. That's kingdom building. Self-kingdom building. If you'll look in the Bible, you'll see Jesus reaching out to somebody who is a leper. You'll see him spending his time with the tax collector and the harlot. Who are these? The people who are weak. The kind of giving that I want to talk about just for a little while tonight is the giving of ourselves to those that are struggling, to those that are hurting, to those that, are, that, that don't have a lot to offer. Can I tell you, that's the folks that God has put the church in and around the community of that that we can be a blessing and a help. God's not looking for a church that's, that's got its eyes open for prospective clients to... Further our agenda. No, he wants us to be the help. He wants us to be the blessing. And and maybe, just maybe they, they, they take advantage of you. Maybe they, they turn and walk away from it. But let's be the blessing and, of those that, let's, let's not look for those that can help us. Let's look for opportunities to help somebody else. You know, you know, I'm not talking about throwing your money around the streets. and, and But I'm talking about being a help to folks that are alone that are weak, that are the lepers of our society. Amen? Don't look for the people who can help us. Don't look for the, the, the folks that are strong. Because I think that's kind of what happens in churches. Same thing I was talking about with... With uh, ministries that are looking for, uh, "Oh, I, I want to take from you, you give me what I'm looking for, my strength and validation and my no, we, and we're not going out into this community and doing that. No, we want to be blessing to somebody. Look for those that are weak. Look for those that need help. People will go to hell. People are going to die lost and wake up in a lake of fire that burns forever and ever people around us need a chance to be saved well praise the lord you can say, and i would probably agree with you even though in my mind and my knowledge of the Bible, I know man is completely depraved. I know sin will take you farther than you can go. But when you see the confusion and the perversion of our day and you think, "God, I never expected it to be so evil before you come. I thought you would have come sooner." But God's patience is not slackness. God sees people who are are, are seem to be far gone by our own eyes and says, Give them a chance. Reach out to them. Try to help somebody who cannot help themselves. That's what the church is here to do. Amen. Be the friend. Be the, be the friend of publicans and sinners. Be the one who, who is there to uphold and to, to to encourage. Let them know there's help. Let them know there's hope. Let them know there's a Savior. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Your life will be so much more blessed when you see people not as an opportunity to receive but as an opportunity to give. I have many, many times, my wife can can tell you when we first got married, it just seemed like we were constantly uh, hit. And I'm sure many of you have too. Not that we're special in any way. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, you, salespeople are around constantly and, and we would we would not only get constant sales calls, but we would get people that say, you know, you need to be a part of this. You need to get this. And we, we were looking for jobs sometimes where I was out of a job or looking for something better and looking through the paper, and I wasn't qualified to do a whole lot when we first got married and buy a whole lot uh, anything, really. and uh, But there was a lot of things that were, hey, let's you know, sell this or sell that. And, and, and so often, not only did I not want to be held down to making commission To pay my bills. But I told my wife many times, I don't want to walk through my life like I see so many different places we go to, shopping malls, yard sales. People come up and say, hey, how are you? Are you my neighbor? What do you do? Can we get together for dinner sometime? Can we get together for a barbecue sometime? Can we come over sometime? We'd like to get to know you better. And they were salespeople, my buddies. (laughs) They wanted to sell me something. And I told my wife, I don't ever want to go through this world and see people as a possible paycheck. I want to see people as a soul that will spend an eternity in heaven or hell. I don't want to, I don't want to just bring people down to a level of a dollar sign ever. I want, I want to view people like Jesus values them. And so often, can I tell you, that's, that's what we, we, we do. But let God put His love in us. That when the Lord came and He helped you and He helped me, He saw somebody I don't believe for a moment. He said, you know what? I can use him. I can use you. There's somebody... Oh, no, I've not done God a lot of favors. I've probably kept Him up a few nights and given Him some headaches. But by the grace of God, here we are today. I can recognize in my life, and I'm calling you to remember the times when you were weak. Maybe you had somebody reach for you. Maybe you had somebody try to help you. Maybe somebody cared about you when no one else cared about you. Or maybe you're wondering where they were. But you have the ability to be the friend now. You have the ability to be the one to say, you know what? I didn't have a whole lot of people around me. I've heard people say that. Hey, we made it without folks. Uh No, don't be like that. Try to be like the one that says, you know what? Maybe I didn't have the friend at the time I needed, but I want to be the friend for you. I want you to be able to rely on me. I want you to see Jesus in me. Maybe you didn't have a mother and a father. Maybe you didn't have friends around you, but I want to show you what Jesus can be. In a life that is surrendered to Him, we got to be honest with ourselves. These fields that we're looking out at, the place where God called us to labor. Oh, if you're looking for somebody that's just already got their act together, you know, Brother Derek, you're always testifying about what you were and what you have today. Brother Dave, the same. I know others have testified it many times of just, this is what I was, but here's here's what God brought me into. Hey, what were you before Jesus got a hold of you? amen praise the lord i asked sister ashley this morning how many years it's been since she had the holy ghost i'm not sure just why you're on my heart this morning in that way but i was just thinking of you praying as 13 years ago now and receiving the holy ghost being baptized and oh how much potential did anybody see maybe in a sister ashley how many people looked at her life and said wow she's got a future ahead of her but look at her now amen I go through here, Brother Mike, talking about the blessings of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord, and how God's working and giving us so much on and on and on and on. God's been good to us. But what were we before Jesus? Praise the Lord. I'm not going to speak for you. I wouldn't want to offend you, but I'll speak for myself. Loser! God's been good to me. Amen. Amen. And I know you're sitting there saying, you haven't changed much, have you? It's all right. Hallelujah. God's been good to me. Amen. Hallelujah. How weak were you? What kind of, what kind of testimony of Jesus could have you used? Now you have the ability to, to be that light, to be that blessing to someone who's weak. Don't look for somebody that you can use. Be a Christian. Don't look for somebody that you can take from. Be a giver. Look at those people and realize that no matter what they're into, no matter how much they've been tangled up in this world, you don't know their story, you don't know what's got them to maybe their warped views and outlook, but I'll tell you, you know where it's going to take them. God, give us a burden for souls. Give us a burden that says, I don't want to see the worst of them be burning in a lake of fire. Because every one of them, I'm worthy of the same hell that they're going to. You might not be comfortable with that, but I'm telling you today that you're either saved or lost. You're either either redeemed and filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in His holy name, or you're on your way to a devil's hell. Amen. Amen. A place that was prepared for the devil and his angels. You've got to be saved. You've got to be born again. And if you've been born again and God's given you hope, You don't deserve a bit of it. So why don't you take that blessing and reach out to somebody around you and let them see you can be saved too. The only thing special you got is a Savior. Remember when you were weak? Remember when you knew that you were empty and lost but didn't know how to to get where you need to go, didn't have the resources, didn't have the strength, didn't have the courage to do what you needed to do. Praise God. I I know it's been a lot of years since I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I know. And and I say things sometimes just kind of carrying on. But, uh, you know, I know where I've come from. I know what kind of kind of life I've lived. My wife talks about often just where she's come from and what God's done in her life. And when God's just removed the evidence, kind of like what He did with the Hebrew children in the furnace of fire and how the smoke wasn't even on them. And, you know, when you see some of the people in this room and say, I can't imagine you drunk. I couldn't imagine you cussing. I couldn't imagine you living a, a, a lewd, filthy lifestyle. And you say, that's Jesus. I, I, I didn't have what I have today. God reached down into the the filth and and pulled me up out. Amen. Put His joy in me. Put His peace in me. We've got something so good. We can't look out in this world and look down at them and say, Oh, it's such a shame you're, you're all lost. We've got to support the weak. We've got to remember sometimes that we were weak too. Maybe even as Christians we've been weak. Maybe even as Christians, we've not been everything God's wanted us to be. But, oh, let's be givers, not takers. It's more blessed to give. I thank God for how many times I've received mercy. I thank God for how many times I've received friendship from men and women that I didn't deserve. I thank God for people that have been kind to me. And I, I can tell you maybe that there's been times I could have used more kindness. There's been times I feel like I could have used more help just like most of you but I will say this hallelujah God's been good to me God's been good to me and I, I want I don't want to look at lives in this world and think you know what you're worth a whole lot less than I was worth. Some of the people that are tore up with sin and just bound in it they're worth the blood of Jesus as much as you were. you tell me how worthy you are of the cross. You tell me how much you deserve Calvary. Tell me how much more you think you deserve it than anybody else. No. No. God's put us in this world, in in this day that we're living in. I don't know what Paul had to deal with. I don't know what Peter and James had to deal with, but this is our generation. We need to support the weak. We need to reach out to those that are lost and those that are hurting and, and help them and pray for them and Shine the light to them. Amen. Book of Jude is only one chapter. Let's turn to it and read from verse 17. Oh, hallelujah. Open doors for us, God. I know. I know sometimes we get so focused on the battles we're fighting. That it's almost like a message like this. Just it's hard for us to get a hold of. Because we wake up tomorrow morning. And there's the battle in front of us. You know I'm telling you the truth. We want to be, be witnesses. We want to testify to people. We want to reach out to people. But we're so caught up in our own battles. And there's so few that really are listening. I know. So few that have time for what we have to see. But you know we need to pray Sow the seed, be the light, amen, every chance we can. Don't get turned off because you're not seeing results. Results are always the best motivation. I know that. But just keep, we might be just like Noah before he, God destroyed the earth with the flood. We might just be out there preaching righteousness and shining the light. And not a whole lot are going to get in the ark of safety. I know that. But don't stop caring. That's the thing. I'm not telling you, you've got to save them. You're not going to save them. But don't stop laboring. Be faithful. Jude 17, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having, having not the Spirit, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves in, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion making a difference and of others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Compassion. Just caring about people. Caring that they'll be lost. Thinking about the fact that there is a place that they'll be separated from all, all of God's blessings, all of God's light, and, and they'll die lost. Thinking about that and caring having compassion, seeing people that are hurting. Church oughtn't be like this world. This world devalues, we talked about the nursing home, devalues elderly, devalues people with, with handicaps and challenges, looks at people and says they're not worth my time. Babies that are murdered in the mother's womb, it's just one part of a society that has lost its love and respect for life. Amen. People that are breathing, people that are God's creation. God, we, we ought to care about, about people. I know. I know sometimes they make it hard. I get that. I really do. But some time in God's presence, remembering what he's been to you. You're not going to like a, a lot of things that are going on, but you got to care about their soul. Amen. You're not going to like a lot of attitudes and a lot of things that people are saying and doing, but you got to care about their souls. Have compassion. Recognize these are people that are lost. and Make a difference. Can the church make a difference? Can that be our prayer today? Lord, help me to make a difference. I don't know if if they'll be saved, but God, I want to make a difference. I don't know if they'll get a hold of this, or and if they do, if they'll hold on to it, but I want to make a difference. Amen. I want to have compassion and on, for the weak. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, if you could play something, please. Compassion. Caring. Caring about the weak. Caring about the lost. There's only so much any of us can do. But together as a church, everyone doing their part, we can make a difference. We can shine a light in this community and let them see it's more than just a denomination. It's more than just another flavor of modern Christianity. But it's the Holy Ghost. It's truth alive and working through us. People need to see that's more than just your friend, the used car salesman dressed up like a Christian trying to get something. It's more blessed to give. Be a giver. Be someone who gives of yourself. Take time to listen, to pay attention, to care. Take time to Meet the need that's around you. Be kind, compassionate. Be like Jesus. Can we stand? Lord, you're so good. Holy God. God's been good to us, we've been weak. We've been a time living. We've lived through times where we weren't worth somebody else's time, but God took the time. Let's be His hands and His feet. Let's be the ambassadors of this day that God's put us in. Come on, let's find a place to pray. God, you're good. Lord, I want to make a difference. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Come on, you're not exempt. You don't have a a pass. I want to be used of you, God. I want you to work in my life. Lord, take my feet, touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. You can use anything, Lord. Oh, here I am, Lord, use me for your glory. You can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yes, come on, talk to the Lord. If you haven't repented of your sins... If you haven't told God you're sorry for your sins and turned away from them and turned to Him, trusting Him for your salvation, why don't you reach out to God right now and tell Him you want to be saved, you don't want to be lost, you don't want to die and wake up one day, open your eyes in hell. God's made every way for you to be saved. God's made every way for you to be in this service today and hear that God loves you and wants to save you. Turn from your sin. Turn to God. Give Him all your heart. Turn away from what you know is not pleasing to Him. What you know is sinful. And let God wash your heart. Let God put joy in you. Let Him fill you with His Holy Ghost and give you peace. Oh yes, Lord, help us. What would it profit you? What good would it do if you got everything you ever wanted and lost your soul one day? People are going to hell, church. People are going to be lost. Do you care? Ask God to help you. Ask God to give you His compassion. Ask God to help you to make a difference. He's got a work for you to do. He's got a place for you to shine. He's got somebody that needs your help. Somebody that needs your what you've been through. Somebody that needs your testimony. Hallelujah, God. Help us to make a difference. So good. Oh, help us to reach that one. Help us to reach that neighbor, that, that family member. Help us to shine the light. Maybe they don't see you, Lord, like we know you. Maybe they have a hard time to trust you because of what they've been through. Maybe they have a hard time believing in you. Lord, let them see in us what they need to see. That they can be saved. our hands to Him one more time. God, you good. Less people, it seems, are, are even believing there is a God. Can we give them, through our testimony, through our witness, proof that they cannot deny? God, we love You. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your power to just use us to make a difference. God, help us in the midst of our battles, in the midst of our trials. To keep shining the light. To keep reaching for those that are weak. Bless your people now, Lord God, I pray. Use us for your glory. Keep us safe, Lord, on the roads. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you as you go.